Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Creative Director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. Hi, John. How are you this week? Hi, Elliot. Good. Um, was able to watch uh, President Zelensky's uh, speech to Congress this morning. It was pretty compelling. And obviously, we've talked in the past several weeks um, about sanctions and security issues that way. So, um, you know, it, it just continues to be something that it's hard to know where the, where the what the end game is. But obviously, one of the things that our community is doing is responding to uh, compliance, legal requirements, and obviously, as we've talked about before, sanctions is one of those. So really interesting, which leads me to two things I just want to mention briefly. Um, one of them is we, we already talked about what the Justice Department is doing regarding kleptocracy, but today they announced with the Treasury Department the launching of a multilateral um, Russian oligarch task force and it included the meeting was virtual, but they included um, Australia, Canada, European Commission, Germany, Italia, Italy, France, Japan, the UK, and it's all about uh, you know working together, collaborating, to cooperating to target Russian assets. Russian assets being obviously the key here uh, to to inflict more and more economic pain on Putin's regime, and hopefully have the the populace respond. So um, I thought folks that are watching that space note the international nature of that. So wanted to mention that, and and I think it sort of leads us to our general conversation today, and that's um, real estate. You know, we know that the U.S. uh, through FinCEN has set out a request for information, series of questions on how real estate can be misused for the movement of illicit funds, but FATF just uh, released a document for public uh, consultation uh, on their uh, most recent guidance. Um, uh, I assume you saw that. I did. And, um, you know, FATF has been talking about the uh, risks and issues related to the real estate sector for quite some time. And this is their uh, latest uh draft of their newest guidance paper in that space. It had some pretty interesting information in it. Um, None of it was shocking to me, and I'm sure it wasn't shocking to you. One is um, in the data section, they had a graph that showed that 79% of the participants, and that means real estate brokers generally, uh, in the real estate sector have a poor or very poor understanding of money laundering and terrorist financing risks. Um, so, you know, the people who are do who are actually the professionals managing the transactions don't have a lot of sensitivity to the risks they may be involved in. Right, right. And, you know, the, the report is over 50 pages, or at least the public consultation document. And there's so many things that are uh, relevant to us as AML practitioners, they also make the case about the um, the percentage of impact on economies of real estate, which is obviously very very high. 
things like in many countries, real estate firms are not required to file SARs or STRs. And that, that obviously means they're not paying much attention, if any, to source of funds. So that that is also a major gap, which hopefully eventually gets um, closed to some to some degree. But I think having this come out and making it very clear, you know, that real estate is part and parcel of of so much that we depend on. It goes back to what we said earlier about oligarchs. I mean, you know, uh, when I worked for ACAMS, I go down to Miami. You knew that most of those buildings were were, were owned by by Russian oligarchs who pay cash. You know, it's just, it was crazy. Right. Um, and, and it is, um, as you point, as you mentioned, uh, it's a significant part of many economies. Um, and, and I think in a lot of, um, for a lot of, uh, uh, financial institutions and other financial service providers, they may not necessarily view real estate uh, at least portions of the real estate sector as high risk, even though with some of the information in the uh, consultation document, um, it seems as though there's a case to be made that at least a little closer look. Again, not everybody and not every operator in the sector is a uh, is a bad uh, bad player, but. Um, but the nature of the sector, the the speed of some of the transactions, the lack of transparency to actual beneficial ownership, something you and I have talked about many times and continues to be uh, on the top of everybody's list um, as we slowly in the U.S. grind towards something um, that is uh, better than what we have today. Uh, but it just seems... Um, it's it's time for real estate to, you know, be uh, take its share of the responsibility of knowing what's going on in its transactions. Yeah, you know, if you think about it, this has sort of been a focal point for FATF for a number of years, and they reference in the guidance document reports as early as 2007 that said uh, the real estate sector is clearly prone to abuse. Um, and activities that could be indicative of money loaning, including some of what you just talked about, but also use of non-financial professionals, unexplained use of virtual assets, which is relatively new, of course, unexplained cash payments, which we've referenced, use of client accounts, use of corporate vehicles, like you just said, you know, that that's a big and the and then use and purchase of commercial properties inconsistent with the business purpose. I mean, that's that's an age-old. Money laundering red flag, right? You know, you drive by the pizza parlor and say, pizza's not very good or there's nobody in there. So, you know, right. buying these properties. So uh, I would urge um, all professionals in the AML space and their colleagues to take a look at this. The guidance documents, when they get updated, as we know, eventually have impact on jurisdictions. Our, you know, our country's already going through an analysis, but... Uh, there's a lot of good information here that might help you as you respond to the FinCEN request for information and just in general. And I don't disagree at all. I can remember way back when, when you and I first worked together, uh, when I was at the Bankers Association, the real estate industry wanted nothing to do with anti-money laundering issues, didn't feel they had an obligation to do anything. And they were able to successfully push off requirements for many, many years. And hopefully maybe they're that day is over. Uh, agreed. 
So, uh, John, I know we've got an upcoming webinar. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving the shameless plug, that would be great. So the, the next one coming up is on banking high-risk customers. It's an issue that we constantly grapple with, and it's obviously an international issue. So um, we're going to have uh, presenters that are going to discuss it from all, from all angles. And uh, again, the title itself is Banking High-Risk Customers Across the Globe. So they'll talk about that, and I'm sure they'll address the impact and potential collateral damage of de-risking when you deal with high-risk customers, but definitely a practical webinar. We'll give you some really good, useful information. March 24th, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. And you can register by going to amlrightsource.com. So uh, thanks, John. You have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. Stay safe. Uh, yep. Bye-bye.